It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Hello everyone and welcome to Off The Leash. Same show, new day, same personnel. Joining me from GRV, Andrew Copley and Molly Haynes' team. Good morning. Good welcome. Morning, morning Trent. Got a lot to uh, get through over the next 25 minutes or so. And, uh, of course, we must start with the match race last Thursday night at Sandown Park. Tornado Tears up against the brother Rip and Sam. Andrew, it didn't fail to... Uh, it certainly didn't disappoint. But uh, the result probably going to script. Yeah, a little bit to script. It was always a case of... I mean, these are the two best stays in Australia. Let's get that out there. And they are little brothers, Tornado Tears and Rip and Sam. And... Tornado Tears was always going to lead over the 5.95 and it was just a question of whether Rip and Sam could reel him in. Uh, he got to within a length at one stage, but Tornado Tears found an extra gear in the run to the line and ended up winning by two and a half lengths. That means the uh, the tally between the two brothers is 8-0 in Tornado Tears' favour. So um, it's an interesting precursor to the Speedstar Series coming up on Sunday. Eight zip. I think it's probably fair to say he's got the wood over his brother. A little bit of wood, yeah. I think I think it's a case of early speed. Just so important in greyhound racing. I mean, Robert Britton's been saying there's nothing between these two ability wise, but you know whether it's a two dog race or an eight dog race. If you've got early speed, you you know you're on the lure and um, you're every chance to sort of run to your potential. Let's talk about the speed star that you just mentioned there, and we're back at Sandown this Thursday night, and I think we're going to have some cracking match races over the three distances. Andrew? Actually, it's Sunday. Trent, it's moved to Sunday this time. Normally, on a, on a well, it was earlier this year on, on the Thursday night, but um, going to be fascinating. An entire card of one-on-one greyhound racing. Only happens twice a year, and it's 40 greyhounds competing across 20 matches over one of the three different distances, as you mentioned. So sports punters absolutely love the speed star because they can multi a few dogs up. It doesn't really get much simpler than that. So uh, we look forward to that this Sunday, and the fields will be released this afternoon. Yeah, that's uh, my fault. Obviously, we had the speed star earlier in the year on a Thursday night, but we are back on the uh, the Sunday uh, this time around. We are. Actually, Trent, I should mention too, Ella Enchanted did a trial at Sandown on the weekend and over the 5.95 metres ran 33.88, was it, Molly? Yeah, 33. Might have been 88, one and a half lengths off Tornado yeah, to his time, so, his best time. So um, should be a really interesting matchup if those two draw together uh, when the fields are released this afternoon. And you can go to the website, Sandown Greyhounds, for the... The latest rankings as of Tuesday, but uh, the Speedstar 515, My Redeemer, uh, heads the list there. The middle distance, 595, no surprise, Tornado Tears, who also is the highest-ranked Greyhound over the staying distance of 515. All right, let's move on to the Heelsville Cup. Looking back now to Sunday, and we mentioned on last week's show that it was a tremendous field and uh, it was a tremendous race as well. Bit of a surprise, though, Molly. Kuda Mayhem causing a boil over. Absolutely. Look, none of us were able to pick that, I don't think. Not even Jason or Jessica Sharp could really believe it after the race, but it was Kuda Mayhem's eighth attempt at group glory. He jumped okay, sat behind the little zoom out, and I got told a couple of weeks ago by Gary Selcraig, who uh, trains Peter Gallo, he said a good male greyhound will always beat a good female greyhound, and I think this was a really good example of that. And if you look at the numbers, Cruda Mayhem, he's 35.6 kilos. So that was his racing weight heading into the Heelsville Cup. Zoom out was 26.6 kilos. So there's really, really not what... Well, there's about... 
oh, how much is there? A kilo between between the two of these greyhounds. And you can really see when they stride to the line, if you do watch the replay of this Hillsville Cup, how big Coup de Mayhem looks um, compared to Zoom Out. And I know the Magries were, were oh, I think that they're preparing for her to be the next bridemaid. You know, the striker light, <laughs> uphill Jill kind of situation. She's, get, you know, been so close in a couple of these group races. But Coup de Mayhem, he's had a really good record at Hillsville. He's the only greyhound in the field this year to have raced in the Cup last year. And also heading into the Cup in 2017, he won the straight track championship final, um, which is a really good race. I think it was worth $7,000 at the time, which is um, an initiative brought on through Hillsville. They reduced the uh, group status of the Hillsville Cup from Group 2 to Group 3 because they wanted to spread the prize money across a few more feature races. And I think that straight track championship was one of those races. But I do also need to mention the run of Swift Rain. He ran a great third on Sunday. And I spoke to the owner, Greg Kay, uh, during the week. He's from New South Wales. So I spoke to him just before the final. And the 2018 you know, campaign for Swift Rain was his first series back after nine months on the sidelines due to a stopper bone injury. And it's really hard to come back from those ones. But I'm really looking forward to see... What he does over more ground, and I think they're going to start him around the bend. So um, it'll be really, really interesting to see Swift Rain. So watch out for that one. Well, full credit to the winner, Kuda Mayhem. Speaking of, let's go have a chat to his trainer, Jason Sharp. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. And away, raw ability jumped only fairly. Away quickly, zoom out with Kuda Mayhem and punching the rail star troll. They're followed by Swift Rain to the outside. And then Hot Jean, Deep Out, Baruga, Brett, Diner, Hunter, Railing. And last of all, Raw Ability at Zoom Out, the leader, grabbed by Cooter Mayhem. And Cooter Mayhem won the Hillsville Cup by two lengths to Zoom Out. Swift Rain powered down the outside third. And a photo fourth, it might be Diner Hunter just over Startron. Then Baruga, Brett, Raw Ability and Hot Jean last in. An upset in the Hillsville Cup, the run 1893. Uh, the Hillsville Cup won on Sunday by Cooter Mayhem going off at a big price. And his trainer, Jason Sharp, joins us this morning on Off the Leash. Jason, thanks for your time. Congratulations and uh, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, it was a great day. Now, Jason, it's Molly here. You've had a couple of days to take in your Hillsville Cup win, but are you still as surprised with the outcome as you were on Sunday? Because at $23, it'd be understandable that you're still in a little bit of shock. Um, I don't know if I was surprised. It was more of a relief for the dog. Um, you know, being in a lot of group finals, um, they're very hard to win. So you sort of want the dog to be able to stamp his name as a group group performer. I suppose it's a group three, but you'll just take that any day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned about Kuda Mayhem having a, um, a fair few attempts at group level. It is eight occasions he has raced at group level, which includes two Hillsville Cups, a Bendigo Cup, a Melbourne Cup, a Ballarat Cup, the Hobart Thousand, the Warrigal Cup, and, of course, the Group 1 Tem Lee. Now, apart from his win over the weekend, do you have a highlight in one of these major races for him? Oh, the Melbourne Cup is definitely the standout. To run third in the Melbourne Cup after slipping on the mat... And jumping last, um, you'll take that any day. I don't know how we got through on that first move, but he, uh, I don't know. It was just crazy how we ran through it after slipping on the mat. So. Absolutely. Now, you had a lot of media hype around that too. I know Sandown put a video around that. What was that experience like? Oh, it was good. You know, we we want to be positive about the industry going forward um, and the more advertising 
you get out there and the positive vibes that you get from it, it's, it's just great for the industry and that's what you want going forward. So, Yeah, it sure is. Now, we all know the Sharp Kennels are a family-run affair. Can you tell me about the different roles your family plays from your wife, Jessica, as well as your children and the, the work they all do around the kennels? Yeah. Now, uh, we've got actually two properties. So one property is uh, where we live. Um, we have a lot of pups there. We've got 40 pups there at the moment. Um, and Jessica sort of concentrates on that as well as she sometimes fills in at the kennels. Um, Liam, he's doing year 11, so he does. He likes to handle all the time, but we sort of tried to stop him from doing as much handling. He, he thinks he's the number one at the track as handling. Now, he, he did, did he thing. handle Cuda Mayhem on Sunday? Yeah, he did. And well. He's already, <laughs> <laughs> he's already told me that no one else but him is allowed to handle him from now on. So, look, fair enough. Um, Dylan likes to handle and help on the ken- in the kennels on the weekend. And, and Mia, she likes to work with the puppies, but as well as that, she handles, or not handles, she helps on the weekends as well. So, it's, it's all, everyone... You know, does their bit. Obviously, the kids with school, that's more important at the moment, but that, they all try and help as much as they can. Yeah, no, as it's... Well as that, yeah, we've got a couple of young boys that help us as well. They they work full-time. They do a good job with this Joe and Stuart, so, yeah, and they help us with the tracks as well. So it's great. It's a team effort, so... Yeah, no, the, it sounds like there is so much involved with the Sharp Kennels, but you guys are actually relatively new to Greyhound Racing, having started training full-time about six years ago. Can you tell us how you guys originally got involved in the sport and who's kind of helped you out along the way? Yeah, we've been pretty lucky. I started working with a guy named Jared Sharp, which is actually no relation to us <laughs> whatsoever. Um, and he talked us into or talked me into buying a dog with a couple of workmates and uh, that dog was Fosdine and I think he ended up winning about a dozen races, one of Vic Brader's at Shepparton and um, obviously after that you just hooked and uh, me and Jared owned a few dogs together and um, then we were lucky you know, in, in that time to meet the, the Daily Brothers and uh, uh, Jeff and Angela and Robert and uh all five of them sort of being mentors, they really put us on the right path. That's that's the that you know how to work the dogs, feed the dogs, and you know and place the dogs. So they're they're sort of our mentors, and we go back to them if we've got any problems, or and they they've taught us a lot. So we really appreciate that. Now, Jason, it's Andrew here, and it would be remiss of me not to outline to the listeners just how. Wonderful it was on Sunday to see your raw emotion cheering as Cooter Mayhem headed towards the finish line. And um, just the, the enjoyment shown by your whole family was just magnificent to see. You, your son, Liam, as Molly touched on, just 16 years of age, loaded Cooter Mayhem into the boxes. What an experience for a young fella to go through. And his hands were shaking. He didn't mind saying it after the race. He was just in complete shock and disbelief. So well done to you all. But I just want to ask you about another greyhound you trained called Petey Backey, who is actually named after the North Melbourne Football Club doctor, Peter Backey. He's owned by a group of current and former North Melbourne footballers, had five starts with two wins. Must be pretty exciting to be involved with what is building up to be a bit of a celebrity dog these days. Yeah, it is. It's great. And and like I said earlier, it's all about advertising the sport and how great great it is. Um, uh, I've met the, all the boys. They came down 
couple of weeks ago when he was in the Vic Breeders final and he got checked early but and ran nowhere and they all um, got a photo with him after the race and I think one of the boys actually said, oh, you're going to have a heart attack because he was blowing so hard. They did, they hadn't seen anyone blow that hard. Obviously, they, they don't, they're a lot fitter than maybe the doggies, I'm not sure, but um, they're really nice guys and um, anything that's positive towards the industry, we're always behind. So it's it's a great, it's good. No, absolutely. So let's go through the list of names of the guys involved. Luke McDonald, one of the current stars of North Melbourne. His father, Donald, who used to play for North Melbourne, Taylor Garner, the star tagger, Ben Jacobs, and also Aaron Mullet, who uh, played for the Kangaroos and Carlton. Have you been surprised by how much interest these guys have actually shown in Petey Backey? Yeah, they are. They, oh, you should have seen the first 91, they, they said their phones blew up. They were just texting each other, and they said... You know, at football training, they're all talking about the dog and they're all excited. And, you know, everyone's sort of, even the whole club, I think the whole club's talking about him. So it's, it is really good that they're all interested. And um, Luke McDonald said the other day he got a, a extension on his contract. So he said, oh, I might be able to buy a couple more dogs. Oh, man, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, terrific. Now, unfortunately, the last start, he did injure his triangle muscle. Uh, yep. How long do you think he was in a winning position too? I thought he was going to win that race, but not to worry. These things happen. How long will he be out for, mate? And, and how's the recovery progressing? Um, yeah, he's he's recovering. We haven't done much with him. He, he'll probably be out around four weeks, so I, that's the plan at the moment. So we'll just um, take it as it comes. It's probably good for him to have a bit of a freshen up now, and then he'll get get back into his work. So, yep. Jason, a, a few of the trainers we speak to on this program if their dog has a big win they reward them with a, a soft serve cone or a cheeseburger or something from mcdonald's or the like what about cooter did you look after him oh no he just got extra pads we're not big on that so uh we don't want to change their diet too much so <laughs> uh, yeah. fair enough stick to the winning, winning formula jason thanks again mate for joining us this morning and uh, all the best with your team all right thanks again have a good morning it's rsn 927's off the leash it sure is, and it's time now for the Watchdog. Andrew, any winners? Well, big day out at Shepherd and Trent on Saturday with uh, six out of 12 winners, would you believe? Among them, Group Class Greyhound Tiempo Dinero, who paid $2.80. A few more high price than that, including Yakari at $4.80. Yakari's been a uh, regular on the coursing circuit this year, so just goes to show once again that Greyhounds who course can uh, turn it into winning form on the circle. One of my favourite segments on this show is Litter of the Week. That's what it's time for now. Molly, what have you identified for us this week? I've got an Ando's Mac Queen Marina litter. Now, they're bred by David Graham. There were five dogs born in the litter, and they're around four weeks old at the moment. Now, the reason this stood out to me, Queen Marina, she's out of Lockenvale Marlow, Fascinate Marina. She was from New South Wales. She was a stayer. Like I've always said, I love seeing strength in these greyhounds when they're being bred with. And she was also trained by Nolene Holloway. She never competed at group level, but she did contest group heats and was defeated by greyhounds including Bessie Boo, Sweet It Is, Lady Toy, Dublin Bull, No Donuts, Lithgow Panther, and, of course, the great Space Star. She had 109 starts for 11 wins and 37 minor placings. But this Ando's Mac litter is her third. First, she went to El Gran Senor. They've all been named, but I don't think they've hit the tracks just yet. Second litter are to Barsha Bale. But David Graham said there will be just one pup for sale in her Ando's Mac litter. Um, and his, litter, his details, if you are interested in the 
this litter of pups. Um, his details will be in the latest issue of our Greyhound Monthly. So that's the litter of the week. What about a gap dog of the week, Molly? I have a, a bit of a different colour. I've gone from a lot of for a lot of black greyhounds the past couple of weeks, but I've got a beautiful fawn girl by the name of Zara. She's five years old, and the Gap girls tell me she is an absolute sweetheart who has impeccable manners. They say she'll suit a home with a male companion and with children over the age of 12. She does have a little bit of a heart murmur, but that doesn't require any medication or special treatment. She can be treated as per your normal Gap Greyhound. So if you're interested in this beautiful girl, contact Gap on 57990166. Or if you think you're interested just in general to welcoming a Greyhound into your family, go to Gap's website, which is gap.gav.org.au. But before I move on from um, this Gap section of our show, Brooke Ennis last week had said to me, she keeps an eye on the Gap Facebook page and they have a thing called Love Notes. Now, um, there was one put up where there was a, a brindle, a photo of a, a brindle girl and a black boy and a black greyhound. And um, Brooke had said to me, I reckon those two used to be in my kennel. And so I, you know, fished around, see what I could find out. Now, they were put into Gap 18 months apart. So Princess and Hugo, their names are, and they're actually from her kennel and they're in the same home. Oh, wow. So this absolutely blew our mind. That's Brooke, awesome. Brooke is all over Facebook making sure that these dogs are all right because she just loves hearing where they are. But I just couldn't help myself but tell that story. It was no, amazing. Well that's that's good to hear. That's We love hearing those stories plenty more of them um, long may they be alright guys that's full time for us just before we go obviously the speed star the feature of the week again on Sunday and uh, GRV will be all over it pushing out stuff on social media channels I assume Yes, absolutely. And we've also got um, James Vandermar, Jason Adams and Mick Floyd doing some previews heading into the Speedstar. So they'll be recorded soon. Um, but they're also putting on, in addition, um, multis for the presenters. Yep. So there's going to be the Mick's multis, Jason's multi and um, James's, James's multi. <laughs> um, but last time we set them up for the Speedstar, they went really well. The majority was on James. I think there was about 20,000 in general um, across the three previews put on. Uh, the three multis, I should say. Um, so I'm really excited to see how they go next week or on Sunday. So you can find all that information at tab.com.au uh, on the app and uh, online, of course, and tune into RSN 927 on Sunday for all the action. Guys, thanks for uh, coming in. We'll do it all again next Wednesday. And uh, in the meantime, back plenty of winners. Thanks, Trent. Thank you.